What's up, everybody, and welcome to Tailgate Talks. This is week 73 here, and you're listening to the Tailgate, where we discuss what's going on in the sports world that doesn't involve Texas Tech sports. If you're curious what we had to say, check out the this week's episode of Club Red for you, where we recap a couple games against TCU and Kansas State and get a little baseball talk in there. But first, for this episode, make sure you're following us on Apple and Spotify. Give us those five stars if uh, on both platforms. And if you listen on Apple, be sure to hit us with a review there. Uh, boost our confidence. Let us know what we're doing good. We'd love to see it. You can also follow us on social medias. Follow us on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. If you want to follow our personal accounts where we post a lot of similar stuff that we do on tailgate talks, follow Dustin at Dustin Wimmer 22, or you can follow myself at Calvin B Barrett. We have a YouTube channel as well. Go watch some past videos of us discussing random Texas tech things. You can go back and see Arlie's terrible Jaguars takes all sorts of stuff there on the YouTube channel. Uh, you can also email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. Let's get into this week's tailgate. All right, NBA action is Moving along, the season is, you know, coming to a close here in uh, just about five to six weeks. Uh, teams are getting into playoff form. And the big news of last week was the first couple games of James Harden and Joel Embiid. The big trade that happened on trade deadline, the one that got everybody talking uh, and we have been waiting to see it actually on the court. They come out and they have dominated the first two games that they have played. They beat the Timberwolves and then they turned around and beat the Knicks uh, playing well, shooting lots of free throws. James Harden kind of looks like the old James Harden all of a sudden. And Joel Embiid is just being his uh, dominant self. And so, so far, the two look like they are a match made in heaven. Tyrese Maxey, who's kind of taken over that third spot's played really well as well with the addition of Harden. So, Dustin, kind of like your first thoughts on this new look 76ers and how it's playing out so far on the court. I don't think we should be surprised at how good this is playing out. I mean, we kind of expected that when you're getting a nothing player in Ben Simmons and getting a all-star type mm -hmm. player and one of the best scorers in the league in Harden, you know, they have a good chance to go – work their way back up to that one seed in the East. But it's funny how much better James Harden plays when he is unhappy and then gets shipped to a new place. Cause he kind of did the same thing in Brooklyn a year and a half ago. <laughs> He's like, I want out of Houston. And then once he got to Brooklyn, he started playing great. It's amazing. <laughs> it's pretty amazing how fast he can get into shape. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's gone well for them so far. Uh, remains to be seen like if they'll be able to keep this up sometimes it's it starts off well and then and things kind of change and we'll see what it looks like in the playoffs but I think the big thing for them right now and it's kind of what Doc's been doing is there's one of them on the court at all times so you know you're either gonna have to deal with Joel Embiid or you're gonna have to deal with James Harden or you're gonna have to deal with both and so that just makes them That's a tough. pretty lethal combo when you have two guys who can play 
um, you know, score 30 points a game on you if they want to. And then, of course, the force that is Joel Embiid, who can beat you inside and outside. So, uh, so far, it's been a match made in heaven. Uh, the other side of the trade, we are still awaiting the return of Ben Simmons. So we don't really know what this trade will look like yet. Uh, once yeah. Ben Simmons gets back on the court, we'll update that and kind of see what that looks like. Um, Kyrie is still having to play half, you know, uh, part time right now as the uh, as he still falls under the uh, vaccine mandate in New York. Although yep. that looks to be getting phased out soon. So it yeah. looks like by the end of the season, Kyrie will be able to play full time. And so that will change the Nets trajectory. Boy, wouldn't that suck to be like one of the top seeds in the East. And then you have to play like seven seed Nets who might be getting a healthy Kevin Durant back, Kyrie playing full time. And then Ben Simmons. <laughs> That's exactly what I was about to you know bring up real quick before we move to the West was, the Nets in that eight seed are a scary team because you know what they have lurking, you know, on the bench, like with a Ben Simmons that might be coming back, a full-time Kyrie and a healthy Kevin Durant, yeah. like could all be back by the time playoffs start. And yeah, you're the, you know, one or two seeds that ends up getting the freaking Brooklyn Nets. That was an inch away from going to right. the finals last year. Like, Mm, that's tough if you're one of those top teams. I feel like it's going to be the Bulls there who have this like great, amazing story of a year. Get the two seed and then play the freaking fully healthy Nets. And it's like, (laughs) oh man, that would suck. We've seen that like a little more often in like the last few seasons of teams kind of, you know, LeBron did this one year, uh, maybe in Cleveland or one was like, like he was like the sixth seed. You know, they were just like, hey, just worry about getting healthy and by the time playoffs come, we'll be okay. And it's like, you've seen this quite a bit more with like load management era, I guess, of teams not worrying about seeding as much as, hey, just get into the playoffs healthy. Yeah, especially when you have uh, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and now Ben Simmons is just kind of like, all right, if we can get to the playoffs healthy, we're going to have three of the better players on the court at any given chance. So, um so we'll see what happens with the Nets. You know, it's just been a story of injuries for them in mean, these oh, last two years. So who knows? We might not ever get to see them fully healthy. But yeah. another team that's trying to get fully healthy on the Western, uh, in the Western Conference is the Denver Nuggets. They've maintained with the MVP-like performance from Joel uh, – not Joel Embiid, but nope. uh, Nikola Jokic. Uh, there we go. Person. Both, both guys who could yeah. win the MVP I this year. That just forces in their own way. He had his pass the other night. Jokic did. Oh, the was, over the shoulder kind of one. Yeah. The I had to watch it. Shot, but yeah, I watched it like 10 times. I was like, how does this happen? Uh, he whipped just, it like by a dude's head too. Yeah. Like, it was, I, yeah, incredible. <laughs> it was insane. He makes passes like that all the time. He's just playing at a really high level. And this Nuggets team that really doesn't have anybody other than him right now with Jamal Murray hurt with Michael Porter Jr. Hurt. He's playing with, you know, Austin Rivers and Will (laughs) Barton and just a bunch of other guys. And they're still right there in the sixth seed. And now there's news that Michael Porter Jr. could be back in a month. There's Jamal Murray could be back in a month. This has a makings to be a team that sits there kind of as a lower seed but is a dangerous team to play when it comes to the playoffs if all these guys are back and healthy. Um, do you see this kind of as a similar thing to the Nets in the Western Conference? 
Yep, they're they're the West version of the Nets. They have all these pieces that are lurking, waiting to ruin somebody's season at the top there. And, you know, the Nuggets have been the last few seasons kind of gaining momentum and getting this playoff experience with some veterans and an MVP and, you know, Jokic. And he he's not he, – his game suits him better when he has weapons like Porter and Murray. Like, he doesn't want to have the ball and do everything, like, and score all the points. Like, he's his passing is his best part of his game. Like, it's one of the most skilled big men we've ever seen with what he can do with dribbling and passing-wise. And so, if you can get those guys back, he just – he becomes way more of a threat, and that's why he won the MVP last year. And, yeah, they could be lurking around and, you know, ruin, like, the Grizzlies' great season they have going on here. Yeah, I mean, that would be – it would just be shitty to see them lining up against you if you're like a three seed and they're the six seed. That's just not what you would want to see. No. But, you know, get you battle tested. If you win that first round, it'll probably be a pretty epic first round and you'll be feeling yeah. pretty good about yourself. But, um, but yeah, the Nuggets trying to gain momentum before they get to the playoffs. It'll be nice to see them all back and healthy because, you know, just a couple of years ago they were playing in the Western Conference Finals right. against the – against the Lakers. So, yeah. uh, and just haven't, haven't had the, the injury luck since, but um, hopefully they can get back and fully healthy. And that just adds another really solid team to the Western conference. That kind of makes them a, a four team powerhouse over there in the Western conference. But last little thing I wanted to get at here in the NBA shotgun this week, and that's the performance of DeMar DeRozan right now, kind of, as you head into all-star break, we, it was kind of set. It's it's Joel Embiid, it's Nikola Jokic, it's Giannis kind of up there as your MVP candidates. All guys just having crazy years, playing really good for their team. But DeMar has kind of asserted himself into the MVP conversation. He's on an insane streak right now of scoring over 35 points a yes. game. There's only seven players in NBA history that have done it as many times as him. Uh, that's up there with Michael Jordan, LeBron James, James Harden, like all sorts of Hall of Famers. Uh, he's carrying this Bulls team, which is also at the top of the Eastern Conference. Uh, yep. They're behind the Heat yeah, they or, are. or uh, right above them. They're but, two games behind and, and one ahead of the Sixers. So they're they're right there, though. They have mm-hmm. a two seed. They've been a great story, as mentioned before, for this NBA season, a bunch of new pieces and you know, you add on top of that, Alex Caruso's been injured. Lonzo Ball's been injured. Uh, Levine's been injured off and on. So he's really just kind of had to do it himself. He's become their go-to scorer. He's had insane clutch numbers this year. Uh, time and time again, you see a video of him hitting some sort of game winner. So yep. what are your thoughts on this DeMar DeRozan MVP campaign that's coming up? And are you are you for it? or? or oh, are yeah, you? I'm for it because he's – He's not your conventional player in this era. Like right. you have all these like skilled big men and you have your Steph Curry, you know, guys that can shoot from anywhere on the court. And that's definitely not what he does. He's your old school Michael Jordan type shooting guard where he's only shooting two, three pointers a game and he's shooting 25 two pointers yeah. from like 15 to 18 feet and making a ridiculous percentage on those and just mid range you to death. <laughs> he mid range you to death with like a jab step one dribble and pulls up. And I think he had during this stretch of, you know, 30 
point games. Like his fourth quarters have been off the chain. Like he's had fourth quarters where he doesn't miss a shot or miss a two pointer. Like he's had some insane fourth quarters. And that's, I think what has propelled him even more into this conversation is because he's doing it in fourth quarter and clutch time. Pretty much one of the sole reasons that they've had this oh, for sure. successful season. And what's crazy is he wasn't really a sought after free agent, right? This is a by lot of far his on... best yeah. season he's ever had. I mean, he's shooting over 50%, you know, most points he's ever averaged. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. His career, he's been like shit on by the analytics people because, like you said, he doesn't shoot threes. Two point, yeah. Right. And he was the it... guy in the, in the, trade that the Raptors you know wanted Kawhi and shipped him out of town for yeah and then he kind of disappeared in San Antonio it's not that he was terrible there but he just had a bad roster really they just had a bad roster San Antonio isn't really in the news stream very much and so kind of faded away and then here he comes into the Bulls has this amazing season and I was listening to another podcast that was talking about him and I thought he made a really good point it's the the mismatch with Chris Vernon and he said he thinks that the NBA has kind of come back to him, right? Like it still is this three-point era. He zigged when everybody else zagged. Kind but of defenses are like whole plans now are to run you off the three-point line. Yeah. And so, okay, run me off the three-point line. I'll gladly just knock these twos down in your face. And so you're right. kind of having like look at the Suns. The Suns thrive with Devin Booker and CP3, who are both incredible mid-range shooters. They're mid-range. not like yes. blow your the doors off you from three but they beat you in the mid-range. And so he was like, the defenses are trying so hard to knock you off that three-point line and force you to shoot those twos. And DeMar will gladly take them because he can take, you know, 15 of them a game and he's going to hit them at a really high clip and that's that's going to help you win. So I thought that was an interesting take on it. Uh, other little tidbits here before we close out the NBA segment. The Lakers continue to suck. There was a great <laughs> video uh, the other day in his last game now with the – Los Angeles Lakers, but DeAndre Jordan, did you see this play where he like gets the ball on a fast break and tries to pass it to a teammate down the court and throws it like 10 rows into the stands? <laughs> oh my God. It was terrible. Since then, the Lakers have bought him out. And so he is no longer a member of the Lakers. Yeah, they so- bought him out to sign like what some into the bench like guard that dj augustine yeah yeah so, that's right big, big <laughs> moves like, oh, for lakers he's gonna what a name i don't i remember that name yeah he's gonna fix him so lakers continue to struggle uh john morant continues to be uh amazing he had a 52 point performance last night uh was just going off for the grizzlies so those are some other kind of fun things to watch <laughs> right now the yeah, it's it's awful. It's like he got to that worst. point where he dribbled twice, and he's like, I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> and just launched that sucker. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, like, after that, Jeannie Buss left. She was like, all right, I am out of here. <laughs> so oh, yeah, he yeah. was bad. Uh, John Morant, good. Uh, he had, if you haven't seen this play, he's look up off. their end of, like, it's the, either the end of the first half. or end of the half. Yeah. They have this full court pass where Steven Adams just launches it and John Morant jumps up in the air, catches it, and throws it in at the buzzer. Just one of the best, like, end-of-half plays you'll ever see. Um, So John Morant continues to be awesome. Other than that, that's kind of where we're at here on the NBA for this week. Uh, Catch us next week. We'll update you on some other storylines that develop as uh, playoffs are getting, uh, you know, weeks and weeks closer to us. So 
shot bets from last week first shot bet we did was kansas versus baylor as we've mentioned last week without nfl we got to get a little creative around here on uh, where our shot bets are coming from so we picked a pivotal big 12 matchup for last week Uh, baylor was a three-point favorite in waco and baylor ends up defeating kansas and defeats them by 10 to cover uh, your boy brooks Picked Baylor to win. Unfortunately, Dustin had Kansas in this one. So Dustin takes the shot bet loss. I get the shot bet W there. Our second shot bet was uh, Monday night's game between Kansas State and Texas Tech. Tech was a 12 and a half point favorite. Thought that it was going to go that way. Me and Dustin both picked Tech. Uh, We got the win, but it did not cover the spread. Winning only by five. So Dustin takes another loss there, and I take a loss as well. So right now we sit me at four shots, Dustin at eight shots owed, and you know Arlie still owes us twenty five. <laughs> so if you still listen to us, you still talk to Arlie, you know, let him hear it. Go at him on Twitter at Blanco, where the L is a one. Just let him know we haven't forgotten. Okay. Um, this week's shot bets we have first shot bet will be. Texas Tech versus Oklahoma State in the regular season finale. Um, We will let you know what the spread is and get that tweet out once we know that. Uh, I imagine it will be probably either a really small favorite or maybe even a slight underdog in this one with how we played on the road. I'm I'm not sure what to expect on this line. But our other uh, shot bet for this week will be Coach K's Regular season finale, uh, North Carolina versus Duke. His last game at Cameron Indoor, his last game against North Carolina, his last, you know, regular season game ever is the best, you know, coach in men's basketball history. So we will add that to our shop bet list for this week as well. So pay attention to our social medias when we know the spread on that game. We will get a tweet out on there. Dustin, I know you're – Kind of a Duke fan. Any parting thoughts on it? Like anything real quick on this game? Yeah, growing up, I was a really big Duke fan, mostly because of Coach K. And you know, you know, growing up, there's we didn't have as all the streaming and stuff. You couldn't watch almost every game. Duke was on TV a lot, mm-hmm. so it's fun to kind of just watch a winning team. It's gonna be sad to see him go, I guess. But that Duke North Carolina matchup is always one of the best rivalries in the country. So that place will be incredible. I hope Duke doesn't blow it You're right. on his exit day. <laughs> Do you see how much tickets are going for? Yeah, they're they're very high, and I'm not surprised, to be honest. Yeah, ridiculous. But as, as I mentioned, we will tweet out those shot bets for you once we know the lines on these games. So look for those tweets, get your vote in, and make sure you're right, because if you're not, it's a shot bet, so you owe us a shot if you lose. And we will get back to paying those debts off soon letting them build a little bit here so you know maybe can have a fun episode where we're just drunk off our minds or something off of (laughs) shots who knows (laughs) let's get our final shots going dustin i know you've got a big one here that's kind of taking over uh the news stream today the twitter feeds today what you got for us on your final shot yeah if you are a 
Major League Baseball fan, you're going to need to put your jerseys and hats away for a few months because they're basically going to stay locked out. Yeah, put your Boston Red Sox hat away because they're going to stay locked out for a few months. They had a big meeting today to try to come to an agreement, and that did not happen. And from what I've seen through reporters and whatnot that are kind of close, the situation is the two sides were – really are not that close. Like they are not seeing eye yeah. to eye at all. Like, yeah, they had a lot of meetings in the last two days, but apparently they're still not obviously not close enough to make anything happen. And good old commissioner Manfred today said they are going to cancel the first two week, two series so far, which is almost a hundred total games. So they're already starting to cancel games. And from what it sounded like they're the owners and that side of it are, they're not in a hurry to make it happen, to be honest. And I think this is one of the biggest kind of stands that a players association has tried to make against it is because they're not really budging either. So it seems like we're at a standstill, to be honest. So we're probably going to have more than two series of this season cut off. I'd probably expect a month, maybe more. Who knows? Yeah, it's crazy. And, you know, my only real, you know, I remember when the NBA was locked out. And I remember when the NFL was locked out. I don't remember if the NFL canceled any games, but, you know, when the NBA was locked out, they didn't start till Christmas um, that one year. And so, you know, this is real bizarre, and both sides seem to really not like each other. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, like really despise each other. And, uh, you know, I'm with the players on this one. I don't really Always. know. I don't know enough to make a whole lot of comments on it, but with the players on this one, and I do know enough to know that Rob Manfred is the fucking worst commissioner. Yeah, ever, he was so. getting roasted today after his uh, little speech and statement. He is a fucking joke. And so who knows when we'll get to see baseball, but we got yeah. college baseball for you to, in the meantime. That's right. So all your all your like people who typically tweet out the MLB videos and stuff are now like Dallas Braden's now just – resorting to college baseball to get Damn his right <laughs> so my final shot for this week is uh it is 3-1 baby it is march march is here Woo-hoo! let the madness begin this is always one of my favorite months of the year because of the tournament it's the best sporting event uh to me and so i'm just excited that it's here Excited for conference tournaments, excited for the NCAA tournament and all the chaos that ensues with it. So uh, like most people, you know, buckle up. It's going to be a wild month. Let's get ready for it. Enjoy every minute of it because we now know there cannot be March tournament. So excited to have it back in, in its normal, you know, fashion where there's, you know, games all across the country. It's not in just one location and spread out again and fans will be there. So excited for that. But that will do it for us this week here on Tailgate Talks. Remember, follow the tailgate, subscribe to the tailgate, rate the tailgate. And as always, we will catch y'all at the next tailgate. Peace.